Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Open up your Bibles to Matthew 28. I guess it's proper for me to give an Easter account message this morning, yeah? I was, I was talking to, I was talking to actually another preacher and he said he was thinking about preaching the Christmas message on Easter. I thought that was quite, quite funny. Maybe I should have done that. Matthew 28. We're gonna lean into this, this account today. The cross of Jesus is so important. What happened Friday was so important. It's what saved my life. The blood of Jesus is what has saved my life. But as those that say yes to Jesus, we just don't stay there on that cross. We're raised to life with him. This is the hope of the church of Jesus Christ, that we are raised to life. It's a very simple message today, but oh, Holy Spirit, would we catch it in our hearts that we are raised to life with Jesus, that yes, we are called to crucify ourselves, take up our cross, follow him, but he gives us the power of resurrected life. I'm just gonna lean into this for a few moments and we're gonna pray. But our dead lives are paid for. And we've come out of that tomb today with him. This is the message that the apostles preached. This is the message that the church preached. This was the message that Jesus is risen. Well, right, like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. And our faith is useless. He basically says, like, if the resurrection didn't happen, this is all a scam. This is all just pity, right? But I can tell you, at the age of 22 years old, far from Jesus, an enemy of Jesus, that Jesus came into my life, raised me out from the grave, put me into new life, and I can confidently say, this is real. This is real today. If you knew me, I know some of you, you're like, I, I know some of you, your testimonies. Jesus is real. <laughs> Come on, I know some of your testimonies. Jesus is real. And like he's come out of the grave. And so Paul's like, this is, this is, this is real. This is the message. And I just, I felt this in my heart to say, may we rejoice like we just rejoice today, every day? May we come in with expectation like we've walked, I'm talking to Oasis people today. May we walk in with expectation to worship like we walked in today. You know, Easter's a special day. It's a special calendar day. But every day is Easter Sunday. I'm gonna get old school with it a little bit just for a moment. I get the old, come on, Easter, every day is Easter in Jesus' name, right? Come on, I grew up in this thing. I've seen preachers just, just woo. But we should rejoice and be glad in him. This is the call, this, I really believe this is the prophetic call for the church today. 
to take a hold of, once again, this resurrected message of Jesus Christ and let it fuse into our spirits and wake us up today because he's risen. And so today, I guess I had to put a message title to this thing, and it's this, The Open Invitation. I'm gonna read the entire account of Matthew 28. Is that all right? Do you love the Bible? Is that all right that I read the Bible in church? <laughs> Is that all right? Yeah. Oh, Holy Spirit. Come on, I'm, I just wanna pray. Holy Spirit, just open up our hearts and ears to hear this right now. This isn't just another time to listen to a story, but I pray this would make us come to life today. This would waken us up, every person in this place. In Jesus' name. Matthew 28 says this, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for, the, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. Come on, how many, just get that picture in your heart today, in your, in your mind today. Earthquake, tomb, stone rolled away and then an angel sitting on it. The thing that thought that they could keep Jesus with is now a resting place for an angel. His appearance was lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said. <laughs> How many of us need to be reminded of what he said? How many of us need to be reminded of what he did? Like, 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 just as he said for three years, it's done. Come on, we, this is why we need to get this in our hearts and spirits every day. This is why we need Jesus every day to get with him, to let him talk to us, to remind us of who we are. Church, come on, this is what brings us to the resurrection. Okay, that's not my message, but we just gotta keep going. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and now is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Come on, how many of you know some of this won't make sense? A lot of this walk at times doesn't make sense. But when you have joy, you know you're in the right place. So yet, filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings. Such a funny thing. I know it's proper in that time. It was a proper greeting, but come on. Today, I read, I'm like, he's like greetings. Hello. I would have showed up if I'm him. I'm like, y'all, y'all screwed up. Like, you all screwed up. I've been telling you this would happen, right? But he's like, hello. But I, said, I, th I think he says hello with, with such radical love in his eyes for his children. He says, welcome, greetings. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshiped him. What else should be our response to a risen king? Did you hear me, church? What else should be our response to a risen king? Right? Like, this is why worship really matters. 
I don't know why I'm talking in this high, because I'm serious, like, worship really matters. It's our proper response. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. This was not good for these men. These soldiers, this was not good. Like something like this would have cost them their lives. So now they have to go tell those that are in charge of them what has happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised the plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. Okay, for any skeptic, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand, that would be, that's not good. (laughs) For any skeptic, can I just tell you something? The disciples ran before he was even crucified. They denied him before he was crucified. Peter denied him. You with me? They were so scared, so weak, they're not even gonna try to save Jesus, let alone are they gonna show up to a tomb guarded by some of the strongest men of the Roman army, roll a stone away, and take him out. Are you with me? Just chew on that, skeptic. Like, there's no chance that if I don't have the courage to save someone, I'm sure as heck not gonna go take on an army. You with me? So the only thing that this, th- these people, the world can say is, oh, let's just, let's create a lie. Let's try, to, let's try to get them all mixed up. And so the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. And this is it, we're almost done. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they what? I think it's, they what? They worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the Gospel of Mark, the story of Jesus raising to life today. The open invitation. If some of you know me, I am a big open invitation guy. I am one that if, don't get offended if you have not been welcomed, you are welcomed, just know that. But if there's an event going on, if there's a party going on, if there's a gathering going on, that is supposed to be a couple people in our home, it turns into about 40 to 50 people in our home. Rachel goes, how did this turn from four to 40? I said, babe, I can't leave anybody out. I can't leave anyone out. This is is really good at times, and this isn't good at times also. I'm sorry, mom and dad and my parents. We had over 400 people invited to our wedding. Tough. Why? Didn't want to leave anybody out. Oh, this person has to come, or this person has, we need everyone there. We need everyone there. I want people to come into this thing and experience what we're experiencing. I want people to come into our home or into a gathering and experience what is going on. I don't want to leave anyone out. The tomb is an open invitation. Does every person, do I believe every person is pursued by the Spirit of God? Yes. 
But it is, it, is, it is an invitation to say, you know what? I'm tired. I'm done. I've tried to do this. It is only that empty tomb that is going to give me life. It is only that empty tomb that is going to fulfill and satisfy every desire in my heart, everything that I want and need. It's that empty tomb. I want to come in and see that place where he laid. This is the call. This is the, the reminder today to once again come in where the stone was and look inside and see the clothes folded up all nice and neat. <laughs> see, see the place where he laid his head, that cloth folded up. And to go, that should have been me. I should have been in there. I, I, actually, I was in there. <laughs> I was in a tomb. I was dead before Jesus' blood covered my life. I was dead before Jesus came and washed me clean. I was dead. And so today, with all the noise and all the nonsense and all the distractions and all the things that are coming against in 2023, I get to fix my eyes once again on that tomb. And I get to say, Jesus, thank you for the invitation that's open to me today. Thank you that because of you, I get to live. Did you hear me, church? I get to live because he lives. The invitation is open for us to experience the life that Jesus has always called for us to have. A life that's been raised from death. You don't have an empty tomb without a cross, yes. Death had to take place. His death on Friday had to take place. It's the most precious thing in the world. But the resurrected power, the resurrected tomb was the reward for Jesus' suffering. Can you hear me? This is, why, this is why living in resurrected power is so important for us because it's the reward to what Jesus did for us on Friday. It's the reward that when men and women enter in and live a life fully sold out, fully committed, fully given to the work of Jesus, fully given to the resurrected power, it rewards Jesus for his sufferings. Are you with me? I, I want you to hear me. Like, like he is, <laughs> he deserves the reward for his suffering. He deserves your life to walk in the freedom that he's given because of that invitation to come in. Are you here? This, this, this makes sense. Where's Rach? I'm like looking for her. She's, is she gone? Like what other message is there to preach? Oh, I'm sure some of you have some. You're like, I got a couple. <laughs> it's okay. Like what else are we so, It's the call of the empty tomb for us to look at our lives once again and go, I walked out of that tomb with him. My grave clothes were left in there and I walked out of that tomb with him. And so if I walked out of the tomb with him, then every single day I need to keep walking out of that tomb with him. That's the invitation for us. That's the call from Jesus by his spirit today to go, wake up. The fog of the last few years, I, I believe it's lifted, but there's gonna be new challenges ahead. There's gonna be things that we're gonna face. The church is gonna face some stuff. Hello, that's good news today on Sunday morning. Let me, should I just go down that trail and really grow our church? 
Wake up. You're not promised the abundant life that's gonna look like your abundant life. You're promised his life, which is the abundant life, which is gonna require some suffering, which is gonna require some persecution, which is gonna require you to die to yourself. But can I tell you, it's better to come out of an empty grave than to stay in your own stuff. And the call of Jesus today is raised to life. And so as we face stuff, I was going somewhere, as we face stuff, as we see this world move forward and us as believers, we should be people that go every day like, the invitation is for me to live with life, hope, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. You with me? This is why the church should just be filled with joy. The tomb's empty. And the invitation is to come into the resurrected power of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus is an exclamation point of God's joy and celebration of all that Christ did for us in his dying. Now Friday, I love Friday, and I love the crucified king. We need to remember, we need to fix our eyes on that. But this is the, this is the exclamation point. Christ is alive today for this reason, to deliver to us personally and powerfully everything he died to obtain. Can I say that again? Did you hear me? The God of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one that created you and knit you and made you perfectly in your mother's womb. The, the Christ is alive today and for this reason, to deliver to us personally and powerfully everything he died to obtain. You receive everything that Christ died for, including the joy of being forgiven and double joy of being forgivers. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Some of you need to say sorry right now to the person next to you. Just go ahead and do it. I'll just give you a moment. I see some husbands going, I'm really sorry. If Rachel's here, I'm really sorry for making you do church news today. She hates that. Did you hear that? You receive the fullness of, the, of what Jesus did, the joy of being forgiven. Can I tell you something? You're forgiven. Can I tell you? You're forgiven. Oh, you don't know what I did. Oh, no, you're forgiven. You're forgiven, and yes, we preach repentance and turning of our minds and transforming our lives, but you're forgiven. That cross paid for the past, present, and future. I think, right? Like, I think it paid for the past, the present, and the future sins of earth. You are forgiven, and you're free today because of that. I, I just wanna, I wanna give us four things because I think some of you are ready to go eat. Can I have Olivia? Olivia, can you come up? And she said, yep. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> she said, yep. <laughs> Usually they're like sitting over shoes. in the middle. Yep, I'll be right there. <laughs> come on, this is fun. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like so off right now. That caught me so off. No, you're amazing. The open invitation today is for us to actively live and move into that thing, everything that Jesus died for, that he would want us to obtain. When you take the invitation to come into the resurrected life, life changes, your life changes. So four things. First thing that I really believe that changes is our perspective on life changes. I really feel in my spirit as I was typing this last night late, I was praying and I felt like the Lord said, Someone in this room, maybe a few of you, really, you just need a perspective shift. Has anybody ever told you to change your perspective? 
Rachel tells me all the time. <laughs> like the sky's falling. She's like, change your perspective. Because, right, I joke, but like she's the glass half full. I'm, the glass is kind of half empty. Maybe, maybe a fourth empty at times. But I really think something's infected the church. And that is our perspective. We have, we have put our eyes and perspective and thinking that somehow this world and the darkness and the evil is gonna overcome that empty tomb. Can I tell you, it says the gates of hell will not prevail. And we listen, 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 listen. hold on, hold on, please, please. And we say, we say often like, oh, that's, we take that as a defensive position. Gates are not an offensive tool. Are you with me? The gates of hell do not get picked up out of the ground and start going after the kingdom of light. The gates of hell are there to protect hell and all, all its messed up stuff. And it's the church of Jesus Christ that says, we'll kick those gates down and see life and freedom and joy come into this world. Listen, listen, listen. It says the gates of hell will not prevail because of that empty tomb. We have to change our perspective. Like I'm almost pleading with us, church, to change our perspective of what life looks like. Like, like what this would do to us is like every day if we fix our eyes on that empty tomb, if we close our eyes and we just spend time with him and we say the resurrected power of Jesus Christ lives in me, then my perspective gets to get shifted. I don't have to look at the situation to just see the dire situation. I can look at the situation, know that there's some stuff in it, but see his hand begin to work in it. I can look at my, maybe it's a family dynamic or a family situation. I can look at it and go, my perspective wants to tell me that it's never gonna change. But oh, the empty tomb tells me that it's going to change. Right, right? I can look maybe, maybe like, let me just preach from like my parents. Like I know for a fact they looked at me and they could have said, that boy will never return to Jesus. That boy will never come home. But I know for a fact that my parents sat and said, no, we will believe that the resurrected Christ will raise JP from the dead and he will come home. Our perspectives need to change. I'm preaching, I know, but this is the power of God. Some of you, all you're seeing is death because you've gotten your eyes off that empty tomb. Some of you, all you're seeing is darkness and depression because all you're seeing is the stuff you're scrolling. I was on, I was on social yesterday for a minute, well, maybe longer. I was, I was just looking. I got done, I just felt dirty. Like I was like, I need a shower. <laughs> I shower twice a day. I was like, I need a third. I'm serious. I'm not, a, I'm not the social media police. Like, hear me, I'm not like against it. I use it, it's a powerful thing. But can I tell you, that's speaking to you all and to me more than his word. Like, hear me, some of the old, older people, and not, oh, I didn't say old, I said older, the wiser. They're all like this. Because I'm here for it, right? Some of you are listening to the, to the perspective of the world and its agendas. And you're scared to death that if you go the other way, I'm gonna preach. I, I got, you guys gave me extra time today. You guys gave me a lot of time today. Thank you. Can I take it? Cool. You're listening. Instead of shifting your perspective and going, I know what his word says. I know what his promises say. 
I know what he's actually called me to do and who he's called me to be. So I'm going to listen to his perspective. I'm going to listen to his reality. I'm going to listen to the kingdom of God because that's what's claimed my life. When you came to Jesus, he didn't just become an add-on. He didn't just become another thing that you're like, well, I have my workout class. I have my job. I have my family. And I have Jesus. It's not that. It's Jesus in all of it. It's you coming into Jesus, right? And so the perspective of Jesus, the mind of Christ gets placed on you. And so now your perspective is that of one of Christ, Christ crucified, Christ risen. Hear me, church, because here's the reality. Darkness will try to weigh your perspective down to this thing will never change. But the tomb tells me different. It's empty. And so just like those disciples that were like, ah! Where is he? What are we gonna do? He meets them. And they fall to their face and they worship him. The perspective's changed. For some of you, this, is, needs, this is, needs to be the message in your spirit today. For some of you, you're like, man, I'm never going to get right. I'm never going to break this thing. I'm never gonna get out of this thing. The empty tomb tells me otherwise. The empty tune tells me otherwise for your life, for your marriages, for your homes, for your kids, for your businesses, for our city. Hear me, this is good news, you all should smile, right? Our, our, our perspectives need to be lifted. There's a perspective of the guard and then there's a perspective of Mary. The guards, almost, they say, act like they fall dead. Mary's terrified, but she still goes and she still does what Jesus said. Can I tell you, if I showed up to a tomb that's rolled away where I knew Jesus was and there's an angel sitting on the stone in white, I'm falling like a dead man too. Anybody else? Like I, I'm, I'm like, what the? But Mary goes, oh no, 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 no. This is really scary. This is really crazy. Can I tell you something? Following Jesus is really scary and really crazy, but it's awesome. It's awesome. Her perspective goes, I'm gonna go worship him. I'm gonna do what he tells me. Hello? Some of you, you're like, I just can't get over the hump. I can't live out of that resurrection. Just do what he told you to do. Maybe it was a couple of years ago. Maybe it was a year ago. Maybe it was a month ago. Maybe it was yesterday. Do what he tells you to do. That's a good word. You get that one for free today. This is the new reality where our discipleship starts, the resurrected power of Jesus, the perspective of that. We believe in being formed in this church by the truth and the presence of Jesus in and among us. It starts with the resurrected power of Jesus Christ living in us. That's what it should start for you. You're not an orphan. Mm. You're not a victim. Bad things might've happened to you, yes but you're not called to stay there. That empty tomb calls you out of it. Hear me, someone needs to hear that because I feel it in the spirit. You're not an orphan. The empty tomb tells you otherwise. You're a child of the king, a son and daughter of the king. You're royalty, mighty. I'll start saying what I say to my kids every night. Mighty like a warrior, brave as can be. Everywhere you go, God goes with you. You're not an orphan. Change your perspective. The empty tomb tells me otherwise. So when I feel like I'm an orphan, when I feel like I'm, like I'm a victim, I look at that tomb and I go, I'm not my feelings. Feelings are good, they're from the Holy Spirit. Just make sure they're under the Holy Spirit. 
All right, I'll move forward, some of you. As we learn our perspective through the empty tomb, it puts everything else into proper perspective. Our careers take on an internal perspective so that we can prioritize our time and finances and success in line with God's will for our lives. Did you hear me? When you put the empty tomb in the right perspective of your life, your life gets in order. Our marriages become more about seeing our spouses fulfill the calling and mandate on their lives from God and, and as together as a couple than trying to be satisfied one to another. Relationship families become more about sharing a life that is on mission than it is about anything else. That empty tomb perspective puts my family on mission today. It should put your family on mission today. Our perspective changes when we worship him for nothing more than being the slain and risen king. Worship will change your perspective. Did you hear me? And yeah, that doesn't mean you need to have like the latest worship song playing from Spotify or Apple Music or whatever platform you use. That's not a plug. It's, it's, it's you going, I'm gonna give my life as a life of worship to him. It'll change your perspective. And hear me, this is it, I, I know. I've been in depression. I've lived in a state where I was like, how did I get here? Like I, I've been in that place where it felt so like this is never gonna change. And I told you all one day, my son comes running into my room. Forgive me for the personal story. I just feel like this is here today. I, I just, my son comes running in the room and he looks up and he's like, Dad, I love you. And he, he opened up the door, came in and says, Dad, I, I love you. And he runs out and he leaves the door open. And I remember the Lord just saying, JP, come out of this thing with me. You gotta change your perspectives on a lot of stuff. Come out, the door's open. The door's open. Some of you don't know, that was a moment where I was sitting there wondering, like, is this life even worth living? That's where I was. And my son opened up the door. Dad, I love you! He's crazy, my son needs Jesus. <laughs> he was the one that also said, Christ is risen, risen indeed, Spider-Man! I'm like, okay, son, bless you. <laughs> We're not the pastors that are like, Spider-Man's a superhero of Jesus, it's not. Sorry, door was open. I said, change your perspective. Come out of that thing. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to look at each other and say, Christ is risen. Your life has been paid for. You are risen. You're free. You're free. Come out of that thing. Come walk out. Walk out of that thing right now. You with me? This is what happens when we change our perspective. Second thing is this: the power in and over your life changes. How many of you know when you were dead to sin? That's the thing that bound you. But because of Jesus' cross, the blood shed, poured out, received, him coming in us, the resurrected life flowing through us, I have a different power that's in me and over me now. Now that sounds weird and, and like sci-fi-esque and like all supernatural, it is. <laughs> what if I was like, it's not, it is. I can't explain it. I just feel it, I know it there. I know what his word said is true because I've watched my life come from a really, really insecure, broken, dark boy <laughs> to, to becoming a 36-year-old 
that goes, man, I, I've experienced the Lord's power and mercy and grace in my life and over my life more times than I can count. I've seen him carry me through storms. I've seen him carry me through times. I've seen him carry me through darkness. I've seen him do things in me that only he can do in me because of that empty tomb. I have seen a different power work in my life and in your life than anything else. And so today, that empty tomb needs to remind you that you are under a different dominion. You're under a different power. You're in a different kingdom. He didn't transfer you out of something and just transfer you out. He transferred you out and brought you in. And we say that often. Are you hearing me? He transferred you out of darkness and he brought you into light. The light of that empty tomb that is now open. Oh, this is good news. This is good news. That same power lives in us. Oh, I love that scripture. I haven't preached on that scripture in a long time. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. Did you hear me, church? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I'm gonna start jumping in this church, in this Methodist quiet church today. Like the power of Jesus raised to life is the same power that lives in me. It lives in you. It is your portion. It is your inheritance. It is in This is the prayer that Paul prays. I shared it with our team earlier. Ephesians 1, 18 through 21. I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. If you just prayed that, Lord, your empty tomb, bring me into the hope that you've called me to. Throughout the day, your life will change. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly realms. Far above all rule, all authority, power, dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. <laughs> The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us now. So every dominion of darkness, every little devil in its schemes, every little demonic force bows at the name of Jesus because the power that's in me and over me is the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. So guess what? My children will not be bound. My children will not be touched. My marriage will not be touched in Jesus' name because I'm... I'll preach to this mic stand today. I feel like I... You're with me power that's on you and over you is different because that tomb is empty today. I'm not a name it and claim it guy, but I'm sure a speak it, I am sure a speak it guy. <laughs> that's a good word. I'm going to speak the word over your life. I'm going to speak the word over my life. I'm going to speak the word over my children's life. I'm going to put my hands on my son's head and I'm going to say in Jesus name, he will. <laughs> right? I'm going to speak the words of Jesus over my life because that's the power that I rest in today. Are you with me? Some of you need to come out of the grave and you need to start speaking the words of Jesus over your situations, over your homes, over your darkness, over your sin that's so trying to easily entangle you again. Speak the word of Jesus. I am no longer bound. I am set free and free indeed. That thing that once tried to give me, it does not have hold on me anymore. Amen? All right, so third, the worship team can come on up. If they're all like, yep, that'd be awesome today. <laughs> oh man, this is like, this is the best news about being a believer. Are you all right? So the power in and over our lives changes. 
I love this. Because of that empty tune, the persuasion of lies over our life changes. Did you hear me? The persuasion of lies over our life changes. Satan is defined as the prince of lies, right? Prince of, prince of lies. He's the one that wants to come and speak. He wants to tell us things. He wants to say things to us. That's what he does. Our own, our own flesh will lie to us. Our own flesh will tell you, touch this. It's gonna be really good. Get into this relationship. It's gonna fix you. Hold on to this job because it's gonna make, make you valuable. Like, right? This is the persuasion of lies that flow all day long. Has anybody else ever experienced that? Just me? Okay, thank you, three of us. I've been serving the Lord now. How old am I, 36? Can anybody do the math? A long time. And I still hear those lies. And I bet you do too, if we're being honest. And what the empty tomb does is when I put my eyes to that and when I put my heart to that, it shuts them up. It silences them. It, it says, oh, this is who you were. And I can look at it and go, I was. <laughs> but I walked out of that tomb with him. Oh, I was addicted. Yeah, I was. I was addicted. I'm not anymore. Oh, I was broken. I never thought I could be married because I had so much jacked up stuff in me. Oh, I was. But look, I walked out of that tomb with me. Oh, I never thought Jesus could love me because of all that I did. Oh, no, 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 he loved me so much, he brought me out of the tomb with me. Are you with me? Wake up, church, wake up, sleepers. Like, oh, oh, the world and its schemes telling me Jesus isn't real and Jesus' kingdom is gonna end and all that stuff. Oh, no, no, I know what the empty tomb tells me. Every single day, Jesus encounters me and lifts me up and speaks his truth over me. You hearing me? Because when we encounter, hey, we have encounters with Jesus and we remind ourselves that the tomb is empty, you get more of him. And he gives himself to you and he starts to remind you, hey, hey, listen, the world is gonna chat. The world is gonna speak, but you don't have to stay in the grave with them. Come out of that grave and shut the lies up. This is the power of the resurrected too. We come out of the grave with them. Like, like no more lies. No more death. <laughs> Life. Life in Jesus' name. This is the power of the resurrection. It kills lies. Some of you are like, does he not know what to say? <laughs> He's just ministering to some of you right now. This is his church. Some of you have listened to some lies for so long that you're like, I want the resurrect. I keep coming to Easter service every year, hoping the year will look different. Today's the day. Because it's the lies you've been listening to. They're getting broken today. They're gonna get severed today. And then finally is this, I'll close purpose of life changes. See, we just want Jesus and then we want our lives. 
We want Jesus and then we want to do what we want to do. Those days are done. They've been done for a long time, but I really feel in the church they're done. Or at least being told they're done now. <laughs> Let me say it that way. It's like, yeah, come to Jesus, get on mission, but do it however you want to do it. Just however you, right? Yeah. Maybe not always said like that, but maybe, maybe so. <laughs> but the reality is of that empty tomb is that it actually calls us to be on mission in a different way. It calls us to give up our lives and come into the missional mandate that Jesus has called us to. I love Matthew's account because it just doesn't finish with him coming to the disciples and them worshiping and praising him and it ends there. It goes into the part where it's called the Great Commission. Believers, you have a choice. Get on mission with him or get on your own mission. You have a choice. And can I tell you there's more fruit when you get on mission with him? <laughs> can I just give you that point? You all know that receive it but it finishes with this account I, I love that that it's not just he's alive yes rejoice and praise the Lord show up to church wave your hands give him a shout of praise no it's all that plus go go <laughs> can I tell you I'm an, I am an evangelist at heart so hear me but when you all said yes to Jesus you all got in the ministry you all got in the ministry. <laughs> you all joined in. Welcome. We're all here. So no longer it's just the past, right? Jesus says, the empty tomb now declares that anybody that would walk out of it to go. To go. Well, that's just the 12. Well, let's look through Acts. <laughs> then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. This is the power of the empty tomb. Did you hear me? Go doesn't mean post some scripture verse on your IG. Could work. My minister, you might get a friend that messages you like, oh my gosh, you're a believer, tell me more. Praise the Lord. It's not the call, fully. The call is to go, to make disciples, to heal the sick. <laughs> Here we go. To raise the dead, to proclaim the goodness of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, everything that he taught us, that's the call. That's the missional mandate. And guess what? It's really hard. Can I tell you, it's, it's really hard. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, I don't really want this gracing. I'm gonna close, I don't really want this gracing on my life. It's not easy. It's not cool. <laughs> right? In the world's eyes. But I don't live for this world. And the reality is, is just like Jesus has brought me out of the grave, my heart breaks and your heart should break when you see people that haven't walked out of the grave. Did you hear me, church? because somehow we're making this thing like real tight now. Let's not forget that there are millions of people around us that haven't heard about Jesus. Oh, they've heard, but they haven't seen. Oh, they've been told, but they've never experienced. It is our job to go on mission and go declare the goodness of Jesus, his words, his power, his truth, his reality, so that we can see a world start to walk out of graves. Are you with, does anybody else want this? Maybe two, I just need two. We're two or more in agreement, thank you. Like this is the mission of the body of Christ. 
to see dead people. Your heart should break if your neighbor doesn't know him. Your heart should break when your coworkers don't know him. It should call you to go, Lord, move. Come and do what you promised. I'm already dead, I'm alive with you, so what, am I, what does man have to say to me or do to me? I don't care. I'm coming with you and where you're calling me to go. This is the empty tomb. And when you get that revelation, you will not be able to be stopped telling the goodness of God. You will not. So yes, today the charge is go. Go. Share it. Oh, please live it though. (laughs) Did you hear me? Oh, please, for the love, live it. Let the world see an empty tomb. It's the invitation today. It's open. Your job is to throw the seed. He will take care of the rest. Are you okay today? Y'all, you smile. It's Easter. This is the open invitation today. Amen? Amen? Stand to your feet, please. I want to pray this morning. me the favor and just bow your head and close your eyes or just get your eyes on Jesus for a moment. I really do today, we don't do this very often, but today I just, I want to give a moment for the Lord to minister to hearts here. For some of you, today, like the scripture says, is the day of salvation. Easter Sunday. The day where you come to life, new life, new hope. Leaders in the church begin to just pray right now. Staff in the church begin to pray. Some of you, you you know the empty tomb, you know the stories, you've been in it, but your life's not adding up to it. Today's the day where he's inviting you to come out of that grave. He's asking you to, he's inviting you to come out of the grave and come with him come into new life with him, hope with him. So for some, this is the first time, it's the revelation, you're like, what is this thing? Who's speaking to me? It's the Holy Spirit speaking and declaring Jesus over you right now. The savior of the world, the, one that, the only one that can redeem your life, the only one that can save your life, the only one that can give you all that you need. That's his name is Jesus. For you, that's, that's what's being spoken over you right now. And for some of you, that's, it's a call to come out once again, to get out of that grave, to get out of those grave clothes and to enter into new life new life. For some of you, you're on mission. You're already on this thing. You don't need to raise your hand. You're good. (laughs) But if you're in the room right now, every head bowed, every eye closed, not because it's some individual thing right now. We just want to, we want to let people be ministered to by the Lord, and then I'm going to pray together. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand up in a moment. It's not anything spiritual. You're not getting saved by a hand raise. You're getting you will be saved when you say yes to the, to the crucified king, the Lord of Lords and the risen king to come into your life. Where you receive grace and mercy today. Hope. So if you're in the room right now and you wanna say yes to that reality, to Jesus Christ, lift your hand up right now. Slip it up high, slip it up high. Amen. Anybody else?
Anybody else? Yeah, I see him in the back. I see him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would just give yourself to them right now. They're lifting hands and they're desperate. They're desperate for you. And so would you encounter them right now with your love? Would you encounter them with your grace? Would you just believe, God, just move in their lives? If your hands are lifted, I, I just want you, it's a prayer that we just pray. It's, it's, it's just a prayer of confession. Would you, church, let's just pray this together. We're gonna pray this out loud together. If your hands are raised, keep them up. Every head bowed, every head closed. If your hands are up, let's just pray this prayer right now. Jesus, I say yes to you today. Come into my life. Cleanse me from my sins. Make me new. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive your spirit today. Thank you for the cross. And thank you that that tomb is empty. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Come on, and amen, amen, amen. Come on, just hold, just the rest of everyone, just hold your hands up right now. I wanna pray over us. We're gonna worship our way out of here, but I'm not in a rush. Hear me, I'm not in a rush. But right now, I want you in your own words to begin to ask for the resurrected power of Jesus to fill your spirit once again. Those of you that just said yes to Jesus, just ask him for more right now. <laughs> ask him for more. Ask for the resurrected power, that reality to fill your life. Come on, I'm not gonna lead you, just ask him. Ask him, he gets moved when his kids ask him for things. I get moved when my son and daughter ask me for things. I wanna, I wanna give them the things that they ask for. Hallelujah, Jesus, we love you and adore you and worship you and I thank you for the resurrected power of Jesus Christ today. I thank you, Lord, that the resurrected King lives in me, lives in me, lives in me. And I thank you, Lord, that that resurrected power is our source today. It's our source tomorrow. It's our source next week. It's our source in the weeks ahead. We just say yes to the resurrected power of Jesus Christ today, flowing through our lives, flowing out of our lives, invading our families, invading our children, invading our city, invading our workspaces. Holy Spirit, would you just invade our lives once again with that reality that you raised Jesus from the dead and you are alive inside of us. No fear has their place in our lives. Hope rises up in our lives. Doubt dies at that in Jesus' name. And we say yes to the resurrected power of Jesus Christ today. You are really kind, Father. You're really kind to us. You're really gracious to us. And Jesus, we honor you and we adore you. We adore you. And today, once again, we come in and see where you laid, but we walk out with you today. We walk out of that tomb with you today. We come out of that tomb once again today, and we declare, blessed be the name of the Lord. We declare how great our God is. We declare that we are the old is gone, the new has come in Jesus' name. Come on, the old is gone, the new has come. Come on, just give him praise today. The old is gone, the new has come. In Jesus' name. Come on, just bless the Lord. Come on, just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's worship Him this morning. Let's worship Him. Come on, church. In Jesus' name.